Do you feel like you need God's encouragement and wisdom throughout the week to take hold of His promise to fly like an eagle? You've come to the right place. Welcome to Eagles on the Hill. Let's join our host, Pastor Jeff Scheich. Hey, people, I am your host, Pastor Jeff Scheich. Thanks for joining us on this edition of the podcast as we get closer and closer to Christmas. I don't know when you're listening to this, but as I'm recording, this Christmas is just a couple days away. And so uh, our thoughts and minds and hearts are turned to the birth of Jesus, the baby in the manger. For uh, some of us, this is a very joyful time of year. You're going through some good times and uh, you're excited about Christmas. For others of us listening, uh, whether again, listening at the Christmas season or other times, uh, life can be very challenging. Life, uh, perhaps you're going through some uh, times of difficulty, uh, times of challenge. And so uh, either way, we want to um, celebrate the birth of Jesus. Why? Because whether good times or bad, um, Jesus, God coming in the flesh, incarnate, born in a manger in Bethlehem, to live a life for us in our place that we could not live, to die and to rise again for us, to give us the gift of eternal life. What a blessing it is to look forward to that gift of eternal life in Christ. And so, again, whether we're experiencing good times on earth or very difficult, challenging times on earth, the reality is uh, this life is not all there is. And uh, God coming in the flesh as a human being in Bethlehem is something to celebrate uh, because he is the one who gives us that gift of new life with him. So in that setting, I'm calling this podcast a Christmas commandment because uh, I believe that there is one commandment uh, that is really applicable to us at Christmas time. It's applicable every day of the year and in all sorts of different settings, but especially as families gather at Christmas, this one, I believe, is a tough one. This one is one that uh, will challenge each of us, and so I want to set it before us, remind us, particularly if you're listening prior to getting together with family, I want to set this commandment before us. So what is the commandment we're going to talk about today? Well, uh, as we talked about before on the podcast, the numbering of the commandments is different depending whether you're Jewish or Reformed or Lutheran or Catholic or whatever. So since I'm Lutheran, we're going to be doing the Eighth Commandment today. However, we've said before that the Jewish numbering is more likely correct, and in the Jewish numbering, this is the Ninth Commandment. We're going to call it the Eighth Commandment because we're kind of stuck with what Luther had as he adopted this from the Roman Catholic Church. If you want to find out more about that, you can go to YouTube check out the Eagles on the Hill YouTube page, um, YouTube site, and look under the playlist for commandments, and you'll see some information there that will help uh, sort that out for you. But in any case, today, the eighth commandment in the Lutheran numbering, what I call the Christmas commandment, do not bear false witness against your neighbor. Do not bear false witness against your neighbor. So let's explore this a little bit initially uh, from the perspective of society at large, but then we'll narrow down to our individual lives, whether with family members, whether with neighbors, uh, whether with coworkers. Uh, very, very challenging, in my opinion, one of the most challenging commandments to actually live out, and it gets it seems to get harder each and every day. So let's take a look, first of all, from a societal perspective, uh, why this is an important commandment for society. First of all, when it talks about bearing false witness, our minds and hearts, our thoughts immediately go to the courtroom bearing false witness in court. And I believe God would have us go there because uh, a society cannot function 
when there is no justice and when there are false witnesses in court, then there obviously, I think it's obvious that there would be no justice if there are false witnesses in court. The Bible takes this um, witnessing in a courtroom scene, a courtroom setting, very, very seriously. In fact, I don't know if you're aware of this, but in the Bible, if you bear false witness against someone in court and they are convicted and experience punishment for their crime, if it is discovered that you bore false witness, you experience the same punishment as the accused who was falsely accused. So, for instance, uh, the penalty for murder, in many cases in the Old Testament, the penalty for murder was death. If you bore false witness and someone was convicted, and put to death. And then it was discovered you bore false witness, you too would be put to death. God takes bearing false witness in a court very, very seriously because it is so destructive of society. This also, of course, applies outside a courtroom. Society cannot function when it is not based on truth. And my oh my, are we having trouble in our society, in our culture here in the United States with truth of late? And it is very destructive of society to not be based on truth, but in fact to be based on lies. And great lies beget great evil. Uh, Think about some of those from history. The lie that uh, brought about slavery, the lie that blacks, uh, African Americans as they became, as they were brought over from Africa and became Americans, that they were not human beings, that they did not have the same value as whites, and so were enslaved. What a great terrible evil that is. Or think about the evil that resulted from the lies of the Nazis, uh, their beliefs about the Jews. And wow, are we seeing this creep up again into our culture today? It is horrible to see, and we certainly pray it doesn't lead where it led in Nazi Germany to the death of six million Jews. Horrific. The lies of communism and the millions upon millions of people who died for those lies. Great lies lead to great evil. Even in our own country uh, and around the world, the lie that unborn human beings are not fully human and not deserving of the protection, not deserving of the right to life, not uh, benefits, not beneficiaries of God's gift of life, that great lie has led to the death of millions upon millions. Or think of some of the lies that are being perpetrated in our culture today. This is not the time to get into all of that, but nevertheless, great lies lead to great evil. So God is concerned with truth in terms of societies. But for this podcast, we want to, since we're calling it a Christmas commandment, really get into how this applies to family gatherings, to gatherings at workplaces, workplace parties, all that sort of thing. So let's take a look. Luther's explanation to this commandment is very instructive. He writes, we should fear and love God. So that's the setting. We are Christians. We are those who should fear and love God, and that is the basis upon which then we lead our lives. We should fear and love God so that we do not lie about and betray or slander our neighbor, but defend him, speak well of him, and explain his actions in the kindest way. Another translation at the end of that says, put the best construction on everything. That was the uh, translation my dad used, I remember, growing up, and he would talk to us kids about putting the best construction on everything. I'm not sure we actually listened to him um, because we were sinners, but um, still have trouble with that today. In any case, we should fear and love God so that we do not lie about, betray, or slander our neighbor. Think about the last work party you attended. Think about the last time you went by the water cooler at work. 
We do not lie about, betray, or slander our neighbor, our coworker. Think about the last time you had a family gathering. We do not lie about, betray, or slander our family member. Think about the last time you read more than three posts on social media and could not find one that slandered someone. Think about the last time you put a post on social media. Do you defend others on social media? Do you speak well of others on social media? Even when they are evil, even when you don't like them, do you speak well of them? Explain their actions in the kindest way? And that is, that goes along with what Jesus said in, in the Gospel of Matthew, the Sermon on the Mount, not to judge someone's heart, right? To explain their actions in the kindest way. That doesn't mean we can't disagree with someone. This commandment does not mean that we cannot say, well, this particular action was wrong. But nevertheless, there's a way to do it that's kind. There's a way to do it that speaks well of the person. <clears throat> there's a way to do it that defends a person and yet points out that this particular action, for instance, or this particular belief is wrong. Right? You can do that. That's possible. All right. So, um, how challenging is this commandment to put into practice at a Christmas gathering uh, of family, at a Christmas gathering of coworkers? How can we be, how can we witness and our witness be enhanced for Jesus if we are actually following this commandment? If we are defending others, explaining others' actions in the kindest way, not slandering others, how different it would be uh, if Christians think about your social media posts, how different, how much better our witness for Jesus would be if our social media posts did not slander anyone, did only defend others, speak well of others. And as my, I think, dad and mom used to say, if you've got nothing good to say, then don't say it. And uh, something I like to say is if you've got something bad to say, don't write it. Because when you write it, especially on social media, it stays out there. So, tremendous challenge for us at Christmas time and at any time of the year, really, uh, to follow this commandment. But what a blessing, what an opportunity for us as those who are Jesus followers to be different than the people of the world. The scripture says in 1 Corinthians 13 love always protects. Hmm? Do we love others as Jesus has loved us? 1 Peter 4, verse 8 says, Love covers over a multitude of sins. I have been the recipient of that as I've felt and experienced the love of others who have not excused my sin, who have not um, allowed me to go on sinning, but also who have not spread my sin around, who have covered over my sin. Uh, this doesn't say love excuses sins. It says love covers sins. And Jesus does not excuse our sins, right? He is the great lover of our souls. Jesus does not excuse our sins, but he covers them with his blood. And he says, I am not going to spread them around. I'm not going to hold them against you in front of others. And Matthew 18 talks about when others uh, sin against us, we go to them individually and we get things squared away with them. Uh, right? We don't, um, the opposite of that would be to break this commandment, to slander others, to spread bad things around about others, to spread around others' sins. So, I um, 
I give this commandment to us today in this setting at Christmas time because it's a time when we gather with family, we gather with coworkers, and um, well, what can I say? We are very, very, very tempted to break this commandment. So it's an encouragement to us then as Christians to fear and love God and to keep our fear and love of God foremost in our minds as we gather with others to be able to be a blessing, not only to ourselves, but be a blessing, a tremendous blessing to others. Thanks for listening to this edition of the podcast. We want to encourage you to write us at eaglesonthehill211 at gmail.com. That's eaglesonthehill211 at gmail.com. Let us know how you're doing, um, how uh, whether or not you were successful in keeping this commandment today, and how you're going to strive to keep it uh, more effectively tomorrow. In the midst of that striving, in the midst of that, to know the promise of God that He's always with us, that His Holy Spirit fills our hearts and by the power of His Word transforms us. Those who hope in the Lord, remember the promise, will fly on wings like eagles. Thanks for listening to Eagles on the Hill today, and we'll talk again next time.